Thank you very much. I am four-time Stanley Cup champion, Darren McCarty, coming to you live from the top of the Fisher building. The goal, the copper top. And joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Belegian. Shawnee B, how are you tonight? Excellent, Mac. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, it's all good. It's all It's all. All good. I was in the uh, presence of that four-goal performance last night. I'm not going to take any credit for it, but uh, <laughs> I want to talk about that a little bit coming up. I want to also uh, welcome, as always, uh, Eric Selfish Dorch. Selfishly, I'm going to take credit. Selfishly, you're sitting close credit. enough to me, about eight feet away, because i got to keep an eye on you because you've been very selfish this week. And Brandon Blake and uh, Jason working the ones and twos. Appreciate you guys. But you want to get in on some of this action, talk some Red Wings. We're going to talk some draft later on. We might play a little bit of bench them, cut them, hang them, throw them in the rafters, get rid of them, never let them play on your team again. Talk a little bit of golf. But uh, we're going to start tonight. Oh, give us a call, 800-859-0WJR, 800 Nine five seven. I can't think of a better way to start the show. Is my buddy on the line there, uh, B? Warriors. Let's do it. Here it is. Can't be better. Oh, obviously it's Friday, April twenty third. Just I forgot to get that in. This first time in the thing. Greg from Shelby. What's up, my man? How you doing today? Good, my friend. Mister Positive's in the house. I love it. What's up, buddy? Not much, Shawnee B. Warriors. Believe in yourself. Never let go. You'll reach the next level beyond what you know. Hit me, Hoo-yah. warriors. Hit me, warriors. I love it, Greg. Thank I you love guys. it. You excited? Uh, what? What? What are you excited about? What did you think of that uh, four-goal performance by the new guy Jacob Verona last night? Oh my God! I thought uh, I was looking at uh, Gretzky number two. Oh my God! And Mario. Oh yeah. Stevie, I was looking like, whoa, this is this does not happen in uh, the NHL uh, in in today's game because it's so much harder, if you will. Yes, I was very impressed. I, I like that. Hopefully, they'll feed off his positivity and uh, they'll keep on going. I love it. I love it too, and we got to get excited for next Thursday. So when we're talking next Friday, we'll know who that first round is. We're going to touch that in the you second segment, but. I know that you will be sending alpha positive messages to our coach, correct? You got it, my friend. All right, my man. Love you guys. Love you too, buddy. You be positive all week, and you bring the Lions some great luck next week. Thank you, Greg. As always, what a way to start the show. But, Sean, what do you think of – let's break this trade down a little bit more. Obviously, uh, you look at not very often do two guys that are traded that the mainstays in the trade both come on to, to fiery starts. Anthony Mantha, who's scored four goals in five games for them, and I'm sure they're really happy with his performance in Washington. And Jacob Verona with four last night has five and four games, but has played really solid. Um, what do you make of all this uh, right now, Sean? You know, Mac, it's, it's interesting because if you remember, um, just before uh, they ended up trading Manta, we were talking about it. And, you know, I, I brought up the point, and it's a hockey cliche. I, I'm going to openly admit it. You've heard it a thousand times. Sometimes guys need a change of scenery. Sometimes they need a change of scenery. And, you know, I, I think Anthony Mantha is a guy that needed a, a change of scenery. I really do. Nothing against him as a hockey player. I think he's a fine player. Um, you know, 
I think he's a guy that needs a facilitator. I think a, a, a guy that can feed him the puck, and he's got one in Washington. So I expect some good things from him. You know, as a hockey trade, this was a trade that made sense from, from both ends. I think it makes a heck of a lot more sense for the Red Wings. But, you know, Washington might be in some cap issues and everything. Um, they They – had a situation where they can still get a good, talented player and they don't have to, you know, perhaps spend that that first-round money or, or even second-round money. And Steve Eiserman is smiling like, to quote Mike Lane from the Pittsburgh Penguins, he's smiling like the butcher's dog because not only does he get, <laughs> in my mind, Mac, a comparable player in Verona, but he gets those picks that are so important to a rebuild process. So, if if you look at it from both ends, you know what? I mean, the Capitals are probably saying, we got a pretty good player out of this. And I, I'm, I'm of the opinion, I don't care what the other team got. To me, it's what did I get? That's what I'm looking at. And if you're a Red Wing fan right now, this, this is just a beautiful deal and a deal that rebuilding teams have to make. To get something, you have to give up something. They gave up a pretty good player, but boy, did they get a great haul in return. No, and that's the unbelievable thing. And one of the things that I watched last night, and if you saw, my bad, my bad. And if you saw, if you saw the goal, the first goal that uh, uh, Zadina to Verana, two on one sauce, one timer, when he gave him that pass, and you got to understand this because here's the thing that I saw right then is, oh my gosh, there's these two kids, three years apart, both from the Czech Republic. And both sort of similar games. To me, Sean, it was the old, okay, buddy, here it is this time because this is where I want it when you're going to give it to me the next time. And a lot of times what you see, I'm going to go back to about the facilitator. And you're talking about Washington's Nicholas Batch from one of the best passers in the league. Anthony Mantha yep. being a scorer, being a guy who, what are we... Um, what are some of the criticisms on him that he doesn't play enough inside? He's more of a perimeter guy. Well, that's what, you know, even though Ovi's the all-around, but it, Ovi might be able to teach him to pick his spots. Now, like you said also, too, who really cares? He's in Washington, yep. right? But what do we yep. get back? And what you'll see now, and I think that the difference is to even myself, how I viewed it were I was a staunch. I thought that Anthony Mantha was one of the pieces moving forward. Obviously, the guy smarter than me, Steve Eisman, who's in the right position, didn't think so and got the deal back. But now you look in twos, you look at Zadina and Verona, how they mesh. We know how Bertuzzi, who's been hurt, and Larkin, who's now done for the season, which is the best. If you're ever going to be done for the season, this is the season to do it. So <laughs> hopefully nothing's too serious. But you're really getting an opportunity to see guys fight for their jobs and when guys fight for their ice time and um, – we're definitely in an exciting thing. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, you sit back and uh, if you're Steve Eisman and you, you said, uh, that's a, such a great line, like the butcher's dog. Uh, but the <laughs> fact that I'd like to sit back and go, good. Like, not like I told you so, but just patience, guys. Just watch. He knows what he's doing. And a lot of times we want it now, now, now. But the fact that he's got the draft picks, the fact that we've, you know, what he's done and what he's showed so far just after the two-year anniversary, to me, you know, we're so far ahead where I even thought that we would be if you look at it from over top. Last night they won at home. They're over 500 at home. They had more wins than last year, even less games. So it's it's something that excites me for sure, Sean. 
No, and, and Mac, I, I, I keep going back to this. I mean, you guys go back and watch his introductory press conference. Darren is preaching nothing but truth right now. He didn't write you any checks. He didn't promise you the prettiest unicorn within a couple of years. He didn't tell you that your rainbows were going to be the greatest rainbows ever sooner rather than later. He told you the cold, hard truth that this was going to be a while, that there were hard times coming, that they didn't want to get to the point where they just got back into the playoffs. They wanted to get this franchise to the point that I, I think so many of us grew accustomed to. You almost took it for granted that, that you know, the teams that, Darren, you played a prominent part of, you – Oh, well, wake me up in the conference finals. I mean, that, that was the mentality of people around here. And that's what Steve Eiserman wants to get this franchise back to. And in order to do that, it's going to take some time. And it's going to take giving up some good players to, to you know, stock up and everything. So uh, full speed ahead. There's no doubt about that. But, I, I mean, Mac, point blank, we're, we're probably still a couple seasons away. And that's, to me, that's okay because you're doing it the right way. No, absolutely. And the foundation is being built and it's just like the three pigs and it's not a straw house or wood house or whatever. This thing is nuclear bricks. So we get back to where we were in the glory years. But I heard you mention unicorns and rainbows and all that. You know what's coming up? I just had 420. I just had another birthday. So obviously 420 being the uh, cannabis holiday. But all the rest of us next Thursday draft day i knew uh, why symbol ever and i said because they moved the team i, I knew and why they don't have whales in carolina i don't know but it's a nice hat great hat. yeah the, the you such can't the hartford whaler is one of the greatest logos of all time such a great logo yeah exactly great jersey great jersey anyways on to the nfl wow the draft is coming up on thursday night uh excited excited because of the competency that's it Right, looking from this year to last year, going into the draft with the third overall pick and having no confidence in who was making decisions to this year, we flipped the script. But again, now it's time to put put the pedal to the metal, so to speak. Um, one of the things, Sean, I don't know if you saw this today, and I'm sure you did because you're such an astute journalist. Mel Kuyper saying tight end. Kyle Pitts is the best wide receiver in the draft. Now, Eric Dorch and I, Dorch, yes, selfish himself. Um, if you took the tight end tag off Kyle Pitts and just put him as a wide receiver, do you believe that it wouldn't be this big hubbub about how high he goes than it would be just if he's better than, than uh, Chase or better than Smith or stuff like this? Do you, do you read into this at all and – 100%. Matt, Mac, you are, especially in this town, because do you know what I would hear people say? This is the fourth tight end that the Lions have taken in the first round in the last 12 years. What type of franchise does that? You know, I mean, and and, and to, to your point and to Mel Kuyper's point, our boy Scott Bischoff has been saying what he just said for two months. He drools over Kyle Pitts. He, he said he's the most complete guy there. He said, if you're talking just wide receiver, he'll go with Jamar Chase. But he thinks Kyle Pitts is the tops. But you nailed it, Mac. I mean, when, when you look at it, Pettigrew in 09, right? Ebron in, in what, 14? And, and then just a couple of years ago, TJ Hawkinson, right? So people would go, this is the fourth tight end. 
in the first round. What are you doing? This guy is the furthest thing from a tight end. He just is. I watched tape on this guy, and immediately I, it reminded me of Calvin Johnson. You know, like not only like this stuff, but catching over guys, the way that you use them, obviously. You know, I heard a great quote, and it's so true. There's only there's two things that can knock him off. Himself, you know, is off the field or his attitude, or if he goes to a bad coach or a bad system that doesn't use him properly. Now, the fact that he is, like, don't you think that whoever – where do you think he's going to go, Sean? And and do you think – like, because I never don't think he's going to make it to the Lions. Dorch has him going to the Bengals, actually. I think Bengals at five, yep. But I, I, you think, know what? I think he goes at Miami. That, I, I think he goes at Miami. That's I mean, what I said. Guess. I, I think, I think the Bengals need to protect Joe. I, I, I really do. So I, I think you know, I can see Sewell going there. You know, maybe even Rashawn Slater. I, there, I don't think the Lions are going to be in the position to take Kyle Pitts. Um, I, I don't think he gets past. I don't think he gets past Miami. I just don't. But even if they didn't, if if he was still on the board, that's enticing trade bait. What I'm saying is that you don't have to draft him, but if you have the opportunity where it's your pick and he's still there, you might get get a few calls. I'm still under the impression that the Lions um, will move back, you know, that there's something that's going to come up. The real intriguing part is, and you know how it always goes, right? The closer the draft, there's always somebody that gets hot, you know, from that's going to go from a third round or a second round or into the first round. There's always a guy that drops. The guy I'm hearing, Zach Wilson, two to the Jets, is the one that could be the flop, right? It used to be Mac Jones or whatever like this, but just have you been hearing the same thing? And it would be apropos for the Jets to do something like that. But is there anybody that you got your eye on or talking to Scott Bischoff, obviously friend of the show who's on last week and stuff that he thinks um, can either move up or move down? Because you mentioned Richard Slater, the uh, offensive lineman out of Northwestern. That's a guy who's gotten a lot of buzz uh, a little bit more out of the past couple weeks. So do you expect anything? And what do you think the Lions is going to do? You know what? Christian Derisaw is a guy that it seems like uh, people have really been talking him up. He's another offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. Um, this is this is going to be – now, I you better take me out of the Zach Wilson – I love Zach Wilson. Okay. Absolutely, positively love Zach Wilson. So does Dorsch. Now, that, He's the that, best quarterback That doesn't in mean that what you said can't happen, of course. But I, I – like, honest to goodness, I, I think the world of the kid – I loved what Brad Holmes said today. I, I loved it because he has not shown a card. As a matter of fact, he went as far to say, I'm sure you saw it, Mac, but, but for the benefit of people out there, he basically said, yeah, there are a lot of guys at seven we like, but we let it be known that we're up for moving in either direction. Yes, 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 a thousand times. And I'm a nerd. I'm a mockaholic. I've been playing these draft simulators on, on Pro fo- Football Network. I highly recommend it, I, you know, to – it is amazing to me how these algorithms come up, Mac, and the same teams keep offering you trades. Like it's Tennessee keeps putting a package together, and the Cardinals keep putting a package together. And it kind of coincides with some of the rumors that are out there. My guess, this is 100% a guess, I think unless the Lions are knocked out and, and they get that monster deal from, let's throw the Bears in there, I'm going to assume that they stay at seven. I have no problem taking either Jamar Chase or Rashawn Slater 
at at number seven. I have no problem. I famous last words, Mac, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say them anyway. I think the Lions would have to make a concerted effort to screw this up. I think there's gonna be a heck of a player at seven for them. And if that is if that is the consolation prize, I think I can live with Jamar Chase or Rashawn Slater at number seven. Well, that's the fact, Sean, because you said that with 100% truth and honesty. I heard you say the same thing last year, and you almost bit your tongue off. And to the people out there, I think if I translate it correctly, that Brad Holmes's pre-draft press conference about moving up, down, left, right, liking a lot of guys is a lot different than last year signing a backup quarterback before the draft and you pick a number Damn. three so that you tell everybody you're not taking a quarterback? Is that true? Is that what you're telling me here, Sean? 100%. Okay, good, I, you know guys, because that's what you want. Who is driving your ship? Said it all along. Captain Iserman. We're out in the we're out in the port, you know. There are some rough seas out there, but there's also some sunny seas and some sunbathing going on for these last seven games. But you know, you're building and what you have building. I didn't mention to anybody out there who was wondering about Maurice Sider. Yes, last year's first rounder that played over in Sweden. Well, he just won the Prospect of the Year award, which means Rookie of the Year over in the Swedish Elite League, which is no. No couple things. Lucas Raymond signed the contract. So the fact Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, and don't forget, it starts at the top. Just like in our in our organization, it starts with Mr. and Mrs. Illich. It starts with Sheila Fort Hemp and the change, right? And her willingness and everything else, it trickles down. And now we finally going into the draft. I believe you. First time in forever that, I am confident we aren't going to screw this up as as the Lions and that's the first time in for in Barry since Barry Sanders which by the way Sean you know that I uh you know that I got to give you a little maz 32 years ago today right Yeah Yeah 4 yeah. 5 so the draft was 32 years ago today five hall of famers in the first 20 picks four in the top 5 Can you name the five Hall of Famers. And I already gave you the Barry Sanders went second. Do you know? 89? 89. Um, give, me, give me just a second. With, with, that was the Dion draft, right? Yes, it was. He's one of them. Dion, Barry. Okay, that's, that's, that's Dion, uh, Dion Sanders, uh, De- Dion Sanders, Barry Sanders, um, uh, Troy Aikman. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, no, forget it. I'm, I'm not going to. Derek Ooh. Thomas. Oh, the late Derek Thomas. Late Derek yeah. Thomas and the number 20th pick that year who couldn't play nowadays with these rules because he hits too hard, Steve Atwater. Safety from uh, oh, wow. from yeah. Denver Broncos. Oh, so, oh, did he hit. So, oh, my gosh. You know, hopefully, uh, well, that doesn't help us. Maybe uh, three out of the first seven picks this year's draft or whatever else. But, uh, yeah, pretty amazing. Eh? The Sanders brothers that year. Um, went off and and did that stuff. Yeah, a lot of things going on, a lot of stuff. Um, we're going to come back. We'll touch uh, maybe a little bit more on some football. Maybe play a little bit of a Dorch's Stupid Who Would You Choose and put in a blender. What is the game called, Dorch? I don't know. Wait, Start, you, bench, cut. We oh, were debating sel- it last week. Selfish, selfish, selfish. There we go. You're listening to Darren McCarty's show here, AM76. We're going to play a little game out there, folks. And if you want to chime in, 
800-859-0WJR because I'm sure this ought to be good. But I guess the game's called Start Bench Cut. Yeah, so we had a little we had this little conversation last week during a break about would you Verlander Scherzer, Jack Morris, and it just kinda in between breaks we were talking about it, and then we talked about the show from it. So it kind of got my mind going of are there other ones? Because you guys were both pretty adamant, you know, the options were pretty clear on this last one, so I thought we'd hella phone with it. Now I told Darren ahead of time, he's played with about thirteen of the people on these lists. One one sec, uh Sean here. Um between you and I, Eric's producing yeah. right now. This is Eric producing. Aren't you proud of him? I, I am proud. I know. Of him, me too. All right, go ahead. Finally, maybe I, I, I'm just so excited. All right, first one. This one should be he pretty. He sounds easy. like he's about a mile away to me, though. If that, if that means. Anything. I, I don't know why I sound is that Mike far. Mike on? Away. Yeah, it's on. Mike is on. Yeah, he sounds like a hundred miles away to me. But go on. Yes, that's weird. He okay. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, first one: Gordy Howe, Brendan Shanahan, Henrik Zetterberg. Well, Gordy's oh, not here anymore, gosh. so I'm taking Shanahan uh, and <laughs> Zetterberg. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gordy Howe, Brendan Shanahan, uh, Henrik Satterberg. Well, you know what? You got, honestly, if I'm building a chair, you got to go. I'm going to uh, start Gordy, bench Shanny, and cut Z. Sorry, Z. Love yep. you. Love you, but you're Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe took you out. Remember, I build championships. I don't build points. All right. So that means that I got. How many Shanny got? Two, three. So I got 11 cups right now in my. Okay. Where do you go, Sean? Uh, Sean? No, I agree with you. I, that that's I, and I love Hank. Like I, oh, I, I love, dude, I named my dog I, after him. I mean, yeah, I, there's I, no I, more like, love for a teammate than naming your dog after your teammate. That's how uh, much I. Mac, love. I'm I'm serious. I don't think that Hank gets the credit he deserves around here. I I, I just don't. I I I think we should have a Hank Appreciation Day. Quite frankly, but. You, um, I I don't know how you can deny that. I like like your choice. I how do you deny that? You can't. I mean, Gordy is. I'm a snob. I always talk about the guys that I saw, but Gordy is still one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Period. End of story. I you can't do that. Brendan Shanahan brought too much to the table, especially when he's younger. He, you know, he had that little snarl about him and everything. So well, that's what I figured. Uh, yeah, I'd have no problem doing that. I figured because it's Gordy and he's got the most tenure and the most stuff, so he'd call what you know. Because Shani and I could go play in the '30s, '40s, and '50s. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like that's what yep. I'm saying. So, Dorch, who would you say? Uh, I go. Who cares? Graham, that's oh, fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, B? What would you like? That was just so mean. I can't even think right now. <laughs> I got it. Hey, I'm trying to crack him with his selfishness. Wait, uh, can I can no, I throw you one take out? Zetterberg over Gordy Howe? Me? No, Eric. No, it's Gordy Howe. Okay. Gordie All right. Howe. Next. Next one. Uh, next one. The captain Steve Eiserman. First, Sean. The captain Steve Eiserman, Pavel Datsuk, and current captain Dylan Larkin. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's All right, well, well, should well, be easy. Is it, is it easy because? You go first, and I'm going to go first, but I have personal – well, I, I better I, go I, first. I have said this forever, Darren, people, and thank God you're not one of them because I, I don't need that in my life. I have said this forever, and, and as recent as a couple of years ago, people used to get mad at me, and maybe or maybe not Eric Dortch was one of them. Dylan Larkin is a good player. I will take Dylan Larkin on my team. 
I think people in this area are desirous to put him on a pedestal that he does not belong. I don't think he's a superstar. I don't think he's, you know, when you talk about the torch here in Detroit, he doesn't belong in the same sentence as some of the guys. That doesn't mean that he's a bad player. He's a good player. But I, I think when, when you're talking about trans, you know, transcendental guys, talents, Steve Eisman, Pavel Datsuk are those two guys. I I don't pass up guys like that. So that's why I say it's easy. Who you start? Yeah, but you didn't start. And now who you starting? You start. I'm going to start Steve Eiserman. Even if he's on one leg, I'm going to start Steve Okay, Eiserman. well, I'm going to start. As he was on one leg in 2002. I'm going to start uh, Pavel Datsuk and bench Steve Eiserman because he was always so mean to me. So he gets benched, <laughs> and that's the only way that Steve Eisman never got benched. And this is how you get and, the hot and takes, to people. your point about Dylan Larkin, right? Yes. It's it's where if you understand that this team will fly when he realizes he doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all, and he it. is the heartbeat, he is the culture, he is the – you know what he is? He's the Steve Eisman off-the-ice representative captain – but let him be his own player on the ice, and he's going to need help and insulated just like Stevie was. But you're going to get the flash, and that's what you're looking to the Zadinas, and you're looking to the to the Veranas, and you're looking to the to the Fabries. I mean, you forget that that kid's the same age as my son. He's he's, he's 96 born, you know. So yep. he's he's a that's a diamond that Stevie got too, which is another one of his guys. So. Yeah, Steve Eisman, you just got benched by DMAC. I don't know how that ever happened, but I'm taking. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric Doris. He he bucket listed me. I got the bench to the captain. Yeah, I'm I'm here to make dreams come true. Uh, and don't get me wrong, this conversation ten years from now could be different. Seeing what Larkin can do right now, the, those are two big names to have to, to stand up to. So uh, I get it for that reason. Uh, next, we're talking NFL draft. Yep. So let's move on. Herman Moore, Calvin Johnson, and recently departed Kenny Galladay. Uh, Galladay's gone. Okay. Gone. See ya. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, now, so you got to understand, start, the, Calvin. The, I, I, Herman Moore's another guy, Mac, because you and I live. Th- I don't think the you younger get generation the, yeah. gets how good Herman Moore was. They didn't get the three amigos and Herman Moore, Brett Perriman, and Johnny Morton, how they were so fun to watch. And how what I loved about it is they were all about each other. You know what yep. I'm saying? It wasn't, and it, yep. and like even Morton, who was like the third amigo or whatever, he still got, but he would, they block for each other, and and this the way when you'd see them, the, the camaraderie. That's what I'm looking for this Lions team to develop that love for each other, like those Lions teams. That that's too bad because you're right. We remember watching them, and Herman Moore. Yeah, he's another one that I think underrated career because he was a Lion. Yep. I, and again, no I doubt about it. He, I, he was uh, like the one season, 1995, he was as, as close to unstoppable. He and Scott Mitchell, I, like, I, again, you know, that was a, a really good, that was a really good lion team. It didn't end the way we wanted, obviously in, in Philadelphia, but I had to look this up quickly, Mac, just to, to let people know his numbers. He had 123 receptions, for just under 1,700 yards and 14 touchdowns. I mean, he was this close to being unstoppable. And how many times did Scott Mitchell just throw that up for grabs ball in the end zone and Herman went up and got it? It was it was beautiful to watch. Here's the thing. When you bring up not if you 90s receivers and stuff like that, you know, people go, oh, Jerry Rice. Herman Moore used to be talked about in the same breath as Jerry Rice for 
first seasons and stuff like that, which is right. I mean, when they go yeah. to talking about the best receivers in the game, he was there. So numbers don't lie. And you're right. And a competitor, even still to this day, you see, you know, what I love is the guys who are still in the community. Um, Herman Moore, you know, with Lomas and all those guys. So you get the pleasure of uh, hanging out with the big low. So, that I mean, that that's the awesome part of it. Yep, no doubt about it. And, you know, uh, Mac, uh, Herman's a perfect example. I, I, I talked to him, this is many years ago. You know, people forget he left. And, and he came back here because he loved it here. And, and that's, I know that's near and dear to your heart as it's near and dear to my heart. I, I, I think this area gets a bum rap until people come here and then they're like, this place is awesome. This is a great area. And, you know, this is a guy that chose to come back and bring his family with him and, and do his business here. And I, I'm, I'm just a fan of him on and off the field. Herman's just a good dude. Absolutely. I always have been too. And that just, you know what? They say that except look at all the athletes that stay, no matter all the different sports that either stay or come back, unless they have somewhere they came from California, Florida, or something like that. But they still make their way back here, and I love it. You got one more, Dorchi? I got one more for you. Uh, this one's kind of a no-win situation. These guys were not necessarily the greatest here while they were here, but uh, – Joey Harrington, Dan Orlovsky, and John Kitna. Oh, Orlovsky, I can't take stupid mistakes of running out of the end zone. <laughs> I can't take that. Uh, I'm starting I'm starting the kits. Kits is gritty. Pass for 4,000 yards for us. Starting the kits. Uh, Joey can play the piano on the bench. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Orlovsky's uh, – well, I, if I cut Orlovsky, then it gets quicker into the booth. Yeah. Any problem with those? Yeah, he does a tremendous job too. No, and yeah, you know what, uh, Mac, you might remember. I, I, I was one of the guys in town. I like nobody wanted to hear. Joey Harrington was not the answer. I mean, he just wasn't. And he can be Joey Blue Skies on the bench, and he can, you know, do the rah rah stuff in the media and talk about learning moments and all that stuff. But honest to goodness, I would go with John Kitten as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's uh, that's what you have. The old start. Bench and cut Eric Dorch's first production. Congratulations, Selfish, for sharing. I love it here. As we wrap up, we got to pay some bills here on the Darren McCarty Show. But when we come back, we're going to talk golf, barbecue, and maybe who knows what's going on this weekend. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. The Darren McCarty Show, AM7. The uh, NFL is approved to allow uh, different uh, player positions to change numbers like... Uh, the running back single digits and stuff like this. And Tom Brady came out old man on the lawn and pretty much like um, saying, might as well play with, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase here, but might as well just have different colors out there. How are you ever going to, you know, figure out who's supposed to block in the assignments? And I think he was being a little tough. The one thing that you didn't hear is that if guys do, want to change so it's it's fine for the guys coming into the league i guess that want to establish it i guess this is a sign of of what do they usually say that we move we uh go from the ncaa to the to the pros like they moved up well it looks like they're taking something from college and bringing it to the pros but the fact that came across that dalvin cook the running back from the minnesota vikings who wears 33 looked into changing his number to number four Oh, but the clause in there is that if you're an existing player and you change, you have to buy all the inventory of your old jersey. It was going to cost him $1.5 million to change his jersey. So you will see Dalvin Cook 
in a 33 jersey. Anybody, you people out there that were worried about him changing his jersey, not so much. You got anything to say about about what they've done? No, you know what, Mac? I it, it, well stated. Uh, Tom Brady, wah. I, I think <laughs> Tom Brady kind of went. You know what he did, Mac? We're all guilty of it. Like we complain when the NFL does things. We do. Uh, what are you doing adding that extra playoff team? Oh, why don't you just let everybody in? 17th game? What are you doing? Third game on Thanksgiving. And and you know what happens? After a little bit, you have no choice but to say, okay, they were right. Well, because exactly. I, I, in particular, Thanksgiving was the one to me. I, I was Tom Brady. You know, it's the Lions and it's the Cowboys. You can't mess with that. Mac, what a great idea to have a game on a Thursday night on Thanksgiving night tryptophan is 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 just going <laughs> just uh, in every every part your... of your body oh it's Dude, a by great the time idea. I turn the game on I'm out by the time yeah exactly you wake up at, at like second quarter of the last game just to make yourself a mayonnaise and turkey sandwich <laughs> and fall back asleep you know you got pie crumbs on your chest yeah it is it's one of the things that that are working on it got me to think uh, first thing i thought of was wow it's like al capone they got him on uh, tax evasion it's like tom brady's bitching and moaning you're just gonna piss him <laughs> off and he's gonna retire not because he gets too old and has to quit it's just he's gonna it's gonna be one of these little rules that has that so i just thought that we bring that up it'll be interesting to see how guys take advantage or or whatever else. I know that uh, once I established, yeah, when I grew up, I was wearing 10, then 19 was junior, and even in that uh, Adirondack, and then when I made the wings, they wouldn't give it to me, man. I was, I, I didn't understand why. <laughs> I was gonna say, you didn't ask him at least if you could just so, have that. So the story behind my jersey number is I had the second choice. A guy named Mike Avazov had more uh, tenure um, in the minors, so I had second choice. Their numbers were 14, 18, 25, 27. He chose 27. I don't like even numbers. I chose 25, so that's the story. And once I got the number, then I, I want to make it mine, right? I would never want to change it even when I went to Calgary and to be able to come back. But that's the whole, uh, yeah, Steve, see, that's why Stevie's benched That's too. why he's benched. That's why he's benched also. I, I didn't get it, but uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, something else uh, interesting to see anybody out there as a NASCAR fan like me, Talladega, Geico 500 this weekend, the Super Speedway. If you're not a NASCAR fan and it's on, turn it on for about the last 10 laps because at bumper cars, they start with 40 cars, they'll probably end with eight. Um, it's awesome at 200 and some miles an hour. So hopefully good luck to our boy Brad Kozlowski from Rochester Hills and my buddy. Um, but also, too, in the golf, uh, Dorch, it's uh, one of these weekends, right, where it's not a major and it's not a WGC and it's not a match play, but it is a team event. Yeah. Every year this is a team event, so you find out who are buddies on the on the tour who guys who hang out with, or sometimes just guys that are their agents are the same, or maybe they hit the same club. Well, the, we were talking about before the show. The funny, the funny story is actually the Bubba Watson, Scotty Scheffler one. Apparently, they both called seven or eight other people, and just no one could do it. So it was like, hey, you want to be on teams? It just worked out for them. They're playing pretty good right now. So. Yeah, and there are a couple backs. So everybody, Cameron Champ uh, and uh, Tony Finau are leading right now. Uh, they are tied. They tied. are tied with uh, Hovland and Ventura at 13 under. Ken uh, Ventura is still playing 66 uh, lead. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So that, that'll be interesting because uh, Saturday's a four ball, which they play their own ball, and then the foursomes is ultimate shot, right? 
I believe so. Yeah, that's what they so. play. That's the harder of the two. That's mm-hmm. that's where team comes in because that's the one where you can't go saying I'm sorry or you'd be saying I'm sorry all the time. But see, the the Finau and Champ one's great because they've dubbed themselves Team Send It because they both bomb the ball, so they're not going to be in weird positions. It's just going to be where they're no, used that, to be. They're both going to hit 300-yard bombs. Well, that's what you want to see, or you want to see two guys that, you know, like a, a Zach Johnson and a Brian Harmon are two guys that are just lethal with the wedges yeah, and the absolutely. short game and stuff like that where you're used to playing in the same spots. A lot of times what you don't realize, too, is – does the guy play the same golf ball as you? Mm-hmm. Because whosoever sure. golf ball you're using and stuff like that. Sean, does that intrigue you at all that the team matches and pros or when whenever the any sort of the the father son challenge that they do on the senior tour with the, the PNC, fathers and sons yeah. and stuff like that? Does that does that interest you as a sports fan? Yeah, oh, totally. It 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 always has. I I remember you know years and years ago. Mac, one of the one of the great golfers from a different sport. Remember Rick Roden, the pitcher oh, for the yeah, Pirates. Oh yeah, dude. He yeah. was in every tournament, man, and and it was. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally. We'll be talking about it obviously on Spin on Golf on Sunday night here on on, on WJR. But I'm totally into that. You know, bring some of the athletes from other sports, pro am, fathers, sons. It's I think it's a fascinating thing. I do. Well, it brings you know it's that's the one you're you're talking about the uh, American Centuries in Lake Tahoe, yeah. which is the celebrity one. That's the one that I'm working out working. To, I'm on the <laughs> I'm on the list for. So hopefully uh, get get the game in enough. That's the one that Tony Romo plays in, and all the actors, yep. and you always see. Uh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, get her done out there in his camo. Well, Tony Romo's trying to play on the Corn Ferry this week. They've been showing him out there. So he's trying to get an amateur career going. He's really going for it. Well, man, he's got those sketchers, and he's got mm-hmm. such a big hole to practice with when, you know, the commercial <laughs> and stuff. Anyway, Sean, uh, wanted to touch on, because uh, Eric Dortch told me that he wasn't at the barbecue. Well, I, I missed it also, but how was the barbecue last weekend? We had a good time. You know, it was uh, it was one of those things where a um, bunch of people came early and then people had to blow out. You know, it was a nice day in the spring. And then uh, Brandon Blake was part of the last group that came and everything. And I think I gave I, I think I gave Brandon yeah. enough food to last about a month. I, yes. I, I, full, full disclosure. <laughs> Listen, but we had a ton of food. It was great, man. My good boy time. Double B, he no dummy. Show up, maybe move a chair or two, and then next thing you know, he's got to unlock the hatchback to put in friggin' armful of, <laughs> of leftovers. Don't worry. No, and I appreciate you dropping them off to my house there, B. I was going to say, where was my doggy bag? <laughs> no, dude. I, I really would have liked the doggy bag. got the meat He was sweats. like, should I give this to Dorch? And I'm like, no, let's eat it. So <laughs> what about this weekend, Sean? Any plans? supposed to be nice, isn't it? You know what? Uh, I, I'm doing uh, my I, – I think I've said this to you before. One of my personal favorites are beef short ribs. So I'm doing some beef short ribs. I'm getting them on about 9 a.m. tomorrow, usually between seven and eight hours. It depends on how well the smoker is going, but uh, it's it's well worth it. It's Mac. It's a high end pot roast on a stick. Love it. That would be the way that I describe it to you. A high end pot roast on a stick. I love it. What's uh? What about for your viewing pleasure? Anything you're looking forward uh, to? I know the UFC's tomorrow night. I know our. Our boy Art Smith is uh, excited about that. It's a uh, championship triple header. Um, Mac, you know me. I, I'm the I'm the type of guy that, uh, especially like on the weekend when you have hockey games starting at twelve thirty, 
and the late the late game starts at ten o'clock. I know what I'll be doing all day. I, I'm literally I'm gonna be watching hockey all day. That's awesome. That's and and it's pretty getting pretty excited down to the last you know seven ten ten games of the year uh, for the teams. So playoff teams, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, next week we'll see we'll be closer to uh, what the playoff matchups will be in that sport. We'll know who we have taken. In the first round of the draft, and the second, and do they do a Thursday, Friday? They do the second round, the second Thursday, day and Friday, stuff like Saturday. That. Yeah, so yep. uh, probably be in the middle of it when we're on air next week. But uh, what what an exciting time! What an exciting time! And and thank goodness.